Morning, everybody. Can you hear me all right? Lovely to see you. Lovely to see the place filling up and uh, great to put more chairs out. And like Isaac says, we'll soon be going up, which is fantastic. So in a couple of weeks' time, the children will be going off to their groups. Um, so that's exciting. They'll be going upstairs. So we've got a couple more weeks of family services. So you've got me this morning. So um, I'm not sure if that's good or... Ah, oh, yes, we've got... A, that's what we were looking for, Josh. My name's John, if you don't know me. And... Uh, how have the summer holidays been? We're nearly at the end of the summer holidays. Uh, what's been the best bits about the summer holidays? Any, any, any good bits on the summer? I can see a hand up. Yes. Went to the seaside. And did you bury, did you bury your dad in the sand? Good lads. Anything else? Any other good bits in the summer holidays? Yes, Jove. That sounds amazing. Brilliant. Yes, Joshy, what about you? You went to the Gruffalo Woods, and did you see a Gruffalo? Brilliant. We love a Gruffalo. One more, yes. Wow, you've had an amazing holidays, haven't you? Maybe have time at the end for some more. So what I used to find with the summer holidays is they seemed like an eternity. You'd break up in July, and then six weeks like, seemed like forever. And then you get to September, man, you couldn't even remember what school was, let alone writing or reading. It, was, it seemed forever. But as I've got older, my dad used to say this to me, as you get older, time gets quicker. And I tell you what, it's true. I didn't believe him at the time. The summer holidays just go by in a flash now. And they change. I better get my notes, didn't I? Because I'm going to struggle otherwise. Right. So what I find is... That time goes by, doesn't it? And, uh, but what, one thing we're going to look at this morning is the fact that God doesn't change. So everything else changes around us, but God doesn't change. Okay. So I'm going to ask those of you who are a bit younger this morning if you know what this is. Okay. Get out. Anybody know what that is? Other than the greatest album ever written. Anybody know what that is? Yes, Lily? Almost, almost. Yes, Josh. Um, Uriah. A disc. What kind of disc? Anybody? Yes, Jove. Is there a record? Yes, that's a record that you used to play music on. Wow. I'm going to get Nick to put that back in because that's very precious. Very precious. There you are. Anybody know what this is? Yes. A tape. Yeah, it's a cassette tape. You also play music on this. Who would have thought? And oh, I haven't got my pencil with me. But when, you, when it got stuck, you had to wind it on a bit, didn't you? Just to, and then I used to go to school on a minibus. And uh, on a Sunday night, one of our mates would record the t- charts. You probably don't know what the charts are, you lot. Um, but they, it, you'd have to stop it in, so you didn't get the adverts in the middle. So you could you get continuous song. And we had, we'd have that for the rest of the week on the bus. It was brilliant. Anybody know what this one is? Yes, Joe. It is a CD, also the best ever album ever written. There you are. And do you know what? Do you know what? I can now... Hold on. Can I just borrow that mic? You might have a bit of feedback here. It's like... I can now play that... I can now play the greatest album ever written on my phone, everybody. Wow, things have changed. Incredible, isn't it? Can I have the first slide, Claire? 
So on there, we can see things like records. Everybody remember the old telephone, the old BT telephone? You had to wind, wait for it to go back round, wind again. And if you got the number wrong, you had to start all over again. It was all right, faff. Now you can just press a button and it dials the number for you. Anybody know what car that is? Yes, Joel? It's the Volvo 240 GLT. It was a beauty, 1984 it came out. This was the first car I fell in love with. I still got a soft spot in my heart. Cars have moved on, but that is still a beauty, don't we think? Anyone know who this is? Any, any young? Yes, Uriah. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, yeah. And we've got seasons up here, haven't we? Things change. So one day Boris will go. Some may be thankful, some may not. Boris will disappear, and a new prime minister will come along. Seasons change, all of that. But one thing remains. What remains? God does not change. Okay, so we're going to look at that this morning. Okay. I've got to be careful with my notes. I've got to do this again in an hour's time. I don't want to lose them. Um, okay, so what I'm going to ask you to do, right, can you all sit completely still, okay? Don't move. You can move your eyes, but that's about it. So don't move at all. So sit still for a few seconds. And do you know what? In that time, you've produced something like 25 million new cells. And you've taken in about 100 million bits of new information. Isn't that incredible? Things change, don't we? We change. We just sat here. I'm getting older. You wouldn't have thought it, this beautiful face, but I am getting older. We're all changing, aren't we? Can I have the next slide, Claire? Please. So this is my mate, Chris Bateman. Where are you, Chris? Give us a wave. Me and Chris and Lee, we, we went on a, in a time machine, okay? So I took a photo of Chris and Lee and myself before we got in this time machine. And... Uh, and then I took a photo when we got there. We got to about 2055. And it's cool, believe me. It's really cool. So this is what Chris will look like in 2055. Yeah, we're ready. Oh, look at those wrinkles. <laughs> look at that. He's looking proper old, Eddie. Whoa. I'd go Botox if I were you, Chops. Okay, can we do the next one? Look at that beautiful face. Okay, Claire. Ooh. Oh, still beautiful, still beautiful. Look at old. And we'll do one more. We've got Lee as well, I think. Here we go. Here's Lee. Now, the thing with Lee, Lee doesn't really get any older, does he? He doesn't change. Even after all those Caspian pizzas, he's still, still beautiful. It bothered me. Me and you, Chops, you might have to use that Dove Cream Suresh got you. Okay. He doesn't look that old, does he? No, he looks the same. It's annoying. Okay, um, so there, there was a, uh, one of the psalms, um, one of the guys who wrote this psalm, he looked up and he, he had this revelation one day and he realised that everything around him was changing. He looked up at the sky and that would change every day. He realised the earth was changing around him. But he had this revelation that God was the same. He did not change. It says in Psalm 102, you are the same your years have no end. So it's fantastic that although we're changing, we're getting older, I'm getting a bit fatter, and, uh, but God does not change. And that really helps us. If we can grasp that, it really helps us. If we, when we come to God and we approach him, because we know that he is the same today as he was yesterday, and he'll be the same tomorrow. He'll love us in the same way as he does then. His glory doesn't change. His passion for his glory doesn't change. His heart for the broken and the, and the lost, that doesn't change. 
his anger against sin, that doesn't change. His passion for, the ju- for justice, that doesn't change. So it's amazing that we, though everything else around us is changing, God does not change, which is brilliant. And then I think, because of that, because we know God doesn't change, we know that he is faithful. And that he, even when we're not faithful, God is faithful. So I've got a little illustration. Now, I have a confession. This, isn't, this doesn't reflect well on me. Okay. Now, when I was a boy, I gave my allegiances and I, I promised that I would be a Nottingham Forest fan to the day that I died. Okay. I even had Stuart Pearce, my boyhood hero, who went to the semi-final in 1990. He did so well, but he missed the penalty, and it did, it did hurt. But I stayed faithful to Stuart and to Nottingham Forest, and we went to the FA Cup final in 1991, and we were, I was Nottingham Forest through and through. And then as I got older into the teens, my love for the Forest, it waned a bit. and We, we dropped down into the championship, the first division, and I have to confess, I then became... A Liverpool fan, it's true. So I have, I have the Liverpool shirt and uh, I am now a Liverpool fan with Joel. Stand up, Joel, we've got the shirt on as well. Look at that, it's the thing of beauty. That was the 2019-2020 uh, uh, Premiership season winning title shirt. So uh, we are f- Liverpool fans, but it just shows that... <laughs> it just shows that we humans aren't always faithful. Even though God is faithful, he... Uh, we're not always faithful, are we? It was a silly example, but the fact is, God is faithful. He is true, and his promises are true, and we can trust in him. And uh, it says in the Bible, it says in 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He can't deny himself. It's amazing that God is faithful. And that means he's also faithful to his promises. He's faithful and true to some of the promises. Anybody know any of the promises in the Bible? Anyone got any ideas of some of God's promises? Yes, Job. Say again. He did. And what did he send as a reminder of that? Well done, Lyria. Beautiful. Jump in there. Stole your sister's thunder there. Any other promises that God gave us in the Bible? Any adults? He will never leave us or forsake us. It's an amazing promise, isn't it? Any others? He will always love us. So, yes, Tommy. Absolutely. We can know freedom in God. And so these are amazing promises that he's spoken over us. And because he is faithful, we can trust him and we can believe in him and hold on to those promises, which is an amazing thing. And my last little point is the fact because God does not change, his love for us does not change, which is amazing. He doesn't fall in and out of love with us. He, he is constant in his love. So I've asked two of my little mates to, uh, to illustrate this one for me. So if we're all right, Claire, off we go. I love playing Lego with you, Jemima. It's really fun. I love playing Lego with you, too. <laughs>
Thank you, Claire. Let's give a round of applause. I have to say, that was acting. It may have been based on true events, but it was acting. Okay, it was very well acted, but it, it did well. The thing is, we can go up and down with our emotions, can't we? One day, we might be doing really well and loving God really well, or we might be loving our wife or our kids or our friends really well. The, the next day, we may not be so good at it. But it, it, that's what I love about God. He does not change. His love for us does not change. It says in the Bible that God loved us even before the world was created. So if you, if you if just close your eyes a moment and just think, this is a really hard concept, to think, before the world was created, there was nothing. There was no earth, there was no sky, there was no marmite, there were no cornflakes, there were no tallies, there was nothing. No games consoles, there was nothing. But there was God, and there was his son and the Holy Spirit. And they were in relationship with one another. You can open your eyes again. And they were loving one another. So God loved from the beginning, but he also loved us from the outset. So I'm going to take you on a little journey. So we're going to go to a cattle shed in uh, 4 BC, where all these cows and cattle are all a bit smelly, and yet Jesus, well, God the Father and Jesus were together, and God said, I'm going to send you to that earth. I'm going to send you, because I love them so much, I'm going to send you. And so Jesus came to earth. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a sauna, which is a really, really hot, dry place, and then gone from a sauna and jumped in a plunge pool, which is really, really, really cold water. It's an amazing experience. I do recommend it, but you do get an incredible shock. And I kind of think it was like this for Jesus. He'd been up in heaven in, in, in relationship with his father, all really good, in a beautiful, amazing place. And then he had to come to earth, to Bethlehem. And what a contrast. What a difference. And yet he came for us. And it's amazing. And he, he had to grow. And he, had, he, he probably had smelly nappies like the rest of us. He probably um, grazed his knee and hurt himself a little bit. But he came to this earth for us. And then if we step forward 33 years or so, and we go to a rubbish dump just outside of Jerusalem, and we look, and there's this man that was a baby, but we can't recognize him anymore because he's, he's beaten, he's bruised, he's battered. And uh, his enemies are tormenting him and shouting at him, humiliating him. And he's there on a cross with nails in his hands and his feet. And uh, that is a demonstration of his love for us. It's amazing, isn't it? He loved us from the beginning of time. But he had to, love is an action. He came down and he acted out his love and demonstrated his love. So he went to the cross for us. But if you can't really just see how much he loves us from that, let's hear it. Let's listen to what he's saying. When you listen closely, you see him on the cross and he's, he's looking and he's saying, look after my mum. Look after my friends. He, he's saying, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And it's just, his love is there, so expressive on the cross. He's in agonising pain and he's doing it for us and he's thinking of each one of us. And that same extravagant love that he had there on the cross that day is the same extravagant love he had for us before the beginning of time. It's the same extravagant love he has for us now. And it will be the same extravagant love that he has for us for a whole of eternity. And it's amazing that God demonstrated his love for us. And, um, excuse me. And I just, 
I just think it's amazing, isn't it? The same God does not change. And it really is fantastic that we, because he does not change, we can approach him confidently. We know that he loves us, he wants the best for us, he wants relationship with us, and that we can come to him because he has unconditional love for us and always will. He, his grace for us is un, unrestricted. And no matter if we mess up, if we're unfaithful to him, he will be faithful to us. And it's an amazing truth. So I'm just going to finish there. I'm going to pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll finish up. Thank you. You've been listening brilliantly, kids. Well done. So yeah, Father, we just want to say thank you that you do not change. Thank you that you're the same God today as you were yesterday, and you're the same God tomorrow and forever. And that God is a God that loves us unconditionally. Father, there's nothing we have to do to earn your love. So Father, I just pray this morning, come and give us fresh revelation of your love, fresh understanding of how much you love each one of us, whether we're young, whether we're small, whether we're old. Father, you love us all unconditionally. Even when we mess up, Father, you still have extravagant love for us. So we want to say thank you for that. And be with us this week as we go back to that word we're not going to mention. And uh, have a great week, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everybody.